I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that learns extreme speed in the main series games. Now, I say that because this week uh, we've we've uh, got a, a truncated episode. We are going through this one pretty quickly because we've both got stuff going on IRL. I'm preparing for Melbourne myself, the Melbourne Regionals happening this weekend, and DeFi has some stuff going on with work. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a shortened episode. But first, how are you, DeFi? Um, I'm all right. I have a lot of Ho-Oh XL candy. That oh. is because I did a ton of shadow raids, but I'm kind of bummed because even though I did so many, I'm only at 166 Ho-Oh XL candy, which is yeah. still a lot. It's a lot. It's just not where I want to be. Uh, so didn't quite make my goal to be able to max mm. that out, but I got I got a good chunk of it done. It feels like with like one of the um crummy things about the whole excel system when it comes to pvp that is it's either kind of all or nothing like you've got 196 what was 196 126 something like that you've got like 166 166 excel candy which is a very good amount but when it when you're facing against all those master league players it kind of doesn't matter how close you are if it if if you don't have the full 296 then man (laughs) Mm-hmm. With, with rating it's, it's a lot better like you can you can pump those 166 into a a hoo and start rating with it if that was your thing and you'd get some benefit out of it but yeah master league not as much not quite so i might have to i still want to try to max out a legendary we'll see though i don't know if it's gonna happen that was probably my best shot what i have had a good shot with though is his Sui cup I started Go Battle League this week. I wanted to play Low Punny because it's eligible. So I tried Frostlass, Toxicroak, and Low Punny as my team. And I was doing really well. And then I had an 05 set and I got really frustrated <laughs> and disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found a different team on the Beginner to Winner server, Empoleon, Cresselia, Glycor. And that's been much better i've been doing some elo recovery because i was way down in the 2200s but i'm back up into the 2400s at least i hope to stay there we'll see we shall see by the way i need to call attention to this i totally called it like two week two episodes ago i went on this podcast and i said you know what you know what's probably happened is Niantic's done a whoopsie with the blog post, and it is actually the old rules rather than this awesome new meta that we're looking at. And sure enough, when the Hisui Cup started in Go Battle League, everyone's like, why can't I use my Mantine? Why can't I use my Gligar? Why can't I use Lickitung? And then, like, a couple of hours later, we were getting screenshots in the... Uh, Pallet Town Discord server being like, yep, Niantic just changed the blog post <laughs> and it was uh, anything with a Pokedex number between this and that plus any Hisui <laughs> variants are eligible. Yeah, so that was very frustrating mm. to see. Again, kind of just again to recap, PV Poke did it like a little one, two, three, four. One, Niantic posted on their blog that Hisui Cup would include the full Arceus desk. Two, PV Poke and other people prepared resources based on that information. Three, the cup is now live and does not include the full Arceus decks, 
But then after that, then Niantic changed their blog. Yeah. It is very yeah. frustrating for people. Mm. Better code it. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Uh, have you been playing a bit of the Hisui Cup? No, I've been sticking with Great League, uh, continuing with my got to practice for, got to get the hang of Great League. Because, like, I have just been doing terribly at Great League. Like, I I, I do not do well in that league. <laughs> so I need the practice. I have settled on a team that is doing pretty well for me at the moment and that, like, a, multiple days of consistent growth, which is something that doesn't normally happen with me. <laughs> Uh, that is Lickitung lead with Whiskash, Shadow Whiskash at the moment, and Gligar. I'm using Shadow Whiskash because it's got a much, much nicer matchup into Lickitung. Like, it can KO a Lickitung in two scolds plus mud shots. So if you, you know, manage to correctly shield power whips from the Lickitung, then you can flip that matchup, which is very handy. Very nice. And next week, unfortunately, Fish, you will not be able to continue in the Open Great League, but you can come down with us to the Hasui Cup, or you can do Open Ultra League. The PV Poke Top 10 for the Ultra League is that XL Registeel, Giratine Ah, XL Polyrath, Cresselia, Zygarde Complete, XL Pidgeot, XL Mandibuzz, Verizian, Kabalian, and Regirock. And I like to shout out number 11 is that Tapu Fini, which is very, very good. <laughs> We now have the updated Hisui uh, PV Poke Top 10 without all those fun new Pokemon. That would be Cresselia, Gastrodon, Sneasler, Shadow and Regular, Gliscor, Shadow Toxicroak specifically, XL Pachirisu, which I have seen zero of, Frostlass, Lucario, XL Mantike have also seen zero of those, and Shadow Drapion. What I have been seeing in the Hisui Cup is a ton of Gastrodon, a ton mm -hmm. of Empoleon, uh, Gliscor and Toxicroak are also on just about every team. I've seen a couple Bastiodon double Razor Leaf with um, Grodel and Obama Snow. Yeah, there's only like six team configurations in this week up. So um, we're, we, because um, we've got our truncated episode, we probably won't go through them all, but there are like, there are definitely resources online. If you go on Twitter, if you go on YouTube, like there are, you'll be able to see some version of every single team that is being run successfully in Hisui Cup. Yeah, my favorite thing that I've seen in Hisui Cup has been Shadow Claw Swole Cat. What is the Swole Cat? Skitty evolves into the Swole Cat. A Perugly. Perugly. Yes. Yeah, with Wild Charge and Play Rough? I don't know. It's just Shadow Claw. Like, it just comes into my Cresselia and just Shadow Claws it forever. I don't like it. But <laughs> it's just something um, Aerial Ace and Thunder it has, ah, as well as ooh, Play Rough. Wow. So that is that is certainly uh, an interesting. Oh, that's right. Delcaddy has Wild Charge. Yes. And then the other team that I find frustrating is the Bite, Double Bite. So mm -hmm. Drapion running Bite and then Skunk Tank running Bite. Yeah, and it's like, uh, I've talked before about how, like, I don't like cookie-cutter teams. Like, try and come up with something original. Um, <laughs> but um, it's pretty darn hard to do that in this particular cup, and it's also hard to come up with a team that beats all of the cookie-cutter teams. Like, you're going to lose to one of those cookie-cutter teams. Exactly. Other thing is Drift Blim running just about every combination of its moveset. I've seen Hex, uh, I've seen Astonish, 
I've seen Shadow Ball, Mystical Fire, Icy Wind, and Ominous Wind, all of them uh, in various combinations. So wow. Drifblim is the other Pokemon that is just absolutely everywhere. So from February 9th to 16th, we will be leaving Hisui Cup behind and entering the Evolution Cup with Open Master League as well. So only Pokemon that have evolved at least once and can evolve again will be eligible for the Evolution Cup. The top 10 are Vigoroth, Shadow and Regular Golbat, Hakama-O, XL Dusclops, Zwilus, Shadow and Regular Dragonair, Primeape, Chargebug, Arctabax, and Haunter. I'm thinking Chargebug's probably got a run crunch because of the Dusclopses. I would definitely agree. I think Chargebug actually has a pretty good shot at this being pretty good to win this we have had the evolution cup in the past it's pretty much the vigoroth and Golbat cup with dusclops or dragonair we have you don't see a ton of variation you're generally going to see those three or mm-hmm. four pokemon charge bug could kind of core break it maybe a little bit uh we'll have to see also primeape is new because now primeape is a middle evolution due to the introduction of annihilate and Arctabax, of course, is also kind of fun and new and interesting. Yes, it is. I think that Chargebug was around last time because I'm pretty sure I remember uh, thinking that you need Bug Bite to consistently beat Vigoroth, but you need Volt Switch to consistently beat Golbat. So you've got choices there that you've got to make. And we definitely can make those choices next week. I'm excited to talk about what we end up running. Don't forget as well, Go Battle Day is coming up. That is going to be on February 10th. There's nothing really too special about it in the blog post. Just your standard four-time Stardust win rewards, 20 sets for the day, a total of 100 battles. A free timed research will be available. Um, Doesn't say anything about a paid one. And it's during that Evolution Cup and the open master league so be ready for that next let's talk about some events that are happening just a reminder that this weekend is chancy community day to get that blissey with wild charge eh. <laughs> I, eh. I took a look at it uh, blissey in the ultra league has a oh i forget the exact numbers but it was like a, a win rate of five and 25 or something like that in ultra league and with wild charge instead of hyper beam that goes up to seven and 23 <laughs> so but you can make a chancy like build get a hundo and build it up for great league and run those timeout strats mm, that is yeah. certainly a strategy it that is, is a strategy it is a strategy you can use in the go battle league i would not recommend it for any show six format The other event we have coming out, we don't know a ton about it. You're going to hear more about it on the main show. It is the Lunar New Year Dragons Unleashed running all next week, February 5th, uh, the Monday to the Sunday, February 11th. We love week-long events. More candy and lucky friend, uh, lucky trade chances. Always a good thing for PvP. Drampa's debuting. Not going to be super exciting for pvp but if you really like that pokemon it'll debut shiny hear more about it on the main podcast we also don't know everything about this event yet because as of recording they have not released all of the information about the global challenges 
work with trainers around the world to do to throw one billion nice throws to unlock these bonuses for featured attacks. They're going to add some more things to the wild encounters. They're going to add some more things to raids. Very excited to see what those are going to be. If the featured attacks are like the PvP relevant ones, or is it going to be boom burst? We'll find <laughs> out. We'll learn together. Wait, you're implying the boom burst is not PvP relevant. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> However, from what we do know from the event, there are some Pokemon that you'll want to look out for. And of course, dragons. Uh, so Dratini, Jangmoo, Skrelp, because Dragalgy can be really fun. Also, Magikarp, Gyarados is actually really good in the Master League. So definitely get yourself a Magikarp uh, and max it out if you haven't done so already. In raids, in addition to that Dratini, you can also get Dino, Gumi, Dredagon, and Turtonator. And all of those things you can get in field research as well, as well as Swablu. We love Altaria. You can also get Trapinch and Gibble, as well as all those other Pokemon, the Dratini, the Dino, Turtonator, Dredagon, Skrulp, and Gumi. All of those. All good stuff. If you like your dragon types and you like using dragon types in PvP, this is a good event for you to play. So good luck with that event. Next up, we've got a real quick grassroots section. Uh, DeFi, the first week of the Battle Frontier happened. How did your team do? I'm really proud of us because we drew the Cool Cats week one. Uh, Caleb Pang's team has a lot of stars from the play Pokemon circuit, like Ramberto and Auburn on that team as well. And we actually made them sweat a little bit. We only lost by two points. It was incredibly close. Nobody got swept. The battles will, uh, were all really, really good. So even though we took an early loss, I'm still really, really proud of how we did. Uh, just absolutely love working with my team, the Queen Bees. So very proud of us. Excited. Uh, I think this is some of the best we've been playing uh, to be able to go toe-to-toe with the Cool Cats. And I'm looking forward to seeing you know, how we perform in pool two of open tier. Uh, how about you, Fish? Really how was your cool. first week? uh eh, not great it was um so my team came up against the pogoats which uh ooh. like yeah <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that's that's another big oof yeah so uh so some big names on that team include onion frank wadaj and uh aragorn who that was my opponent in the primordial primordial meta we actually started off really well uh one of my teammates got a 3-0 sweep against onion frank so like really really started off well and uh, look for me I, I felt like I had team comp advantage. I felt like my team matched very well into into Aragorn's. Um, I had a Flygon on my team, and it only had one counter on his team, which was Milotic. In game number one, uh, he just played the alignment perfectly to make sure that the, the last Pokemon was, you know, his Milotic against my Flygon, so nothing I could do there. Game number two, I did have that one. But I made a misplay, a, a shield that I shouldn't have uh, used, and then that allowed them to once again their melodic <laughs> um, closed it out against my Dedenne. And then game three, I did manage to pull it back and get that win that I needed. So a two-one. Uh, all of my teammates were saying, "Yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine, we're we're good." But I was like, "No, nah, I'm not happy with that." And I knew because this was such a high-quality opponent that I knew we'd need all of those points. Like I felt like with the team comp I had, like a 3-0 was absolutely within the realm of possibility for me and I couldn't get it done. And sure enough, 
the goats went on to just capitulate the rest of the team and we ended up uh, on like it was like 20 to, to no it was, it was it's 21 points available isn't it so it was like i think we got seven points it was 14 to 7 or something like that Still, even being able to take seven points off of the goats is not that bad. It's a tough. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of tough teams out in these streets. <laughs> there's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah, but like yeah, I've I've talked about it in the past. Like I, I want to like I eagerly want to believe that I'm in that conversation as well as being like like. I, I want to be someone who people say, oh, no, we're coming up against Fish this week. <laughs> like, um, so I expect to be able to beat those teams. Like, I, I don't see it as like a, you know, oh, well, like, yeah, we, we went up against tough opponents. Like, no, I, I don't think it's good enough. Like, I, I want to be able to win those. What pool are you in? Uh, pool C, I think. Or, I mean, it's three. numbers, not... <laughs> three then okay i was looking at who was all in your pool because my pool is kind of stacked too because i'm curious so you've got socal swablu coastal as well and pallet town red yeah that which is funny <laughs> um that is very funny yeah so we've got socal swablu gold which is kind of i think like their original team or you might say like their a team 2000 Red Red is on that team. So is Dre Flame, Cy Rhino, Flying Pizza, <laughs> Mystic yeah, Mamba. Those are some big names. Uh, X Gerald. Like, they're all really, really good. But again, since we we took it to the Cool Cats, it was it was 9 to 12, actually, was the final score. Like, it was very, very close. I think we can play pretty competitively against anyone in our pool. Mm. We play the Dancing Dittos this upcoming week so that will be our next matchup all right so that is the grassroots section glad to hear you've gotten off on the right foot even though it was a loss you are on the right track and in a good place next up we have our play pokemon section and we had liverpool happening on the weekend a huge tournament and the winner i saw some some light-hearted uh, banter about this was a north american in nighttime clasher Yes, my casting partner uh, from Charlotte went like got on a plane, flew to Liverpool, and won it, which was absolutely incredible. We had two Annihilates in the grand finals, running different move sets. Nighttime Clasher running Ice Punch on his Annihilate, and Tomahawk running uh, Night Slash. Both players also had a Dugong and a Lickitung and a Shadow Gligar, so we we know what the meta is. We know it. Uh, the differing Pokemon Nighttime Clash are running a Skarmory and a Whiskash, and Tomahawk UK running a Lantern and a Venusaur. Uh, lots of other big names. Was really excited to see Andres tie for fifth, one of the women from Spain who I really love to watch at these events uh, because of her play. Statistan also made a top cut, um, as well as Stone Collection and honestly many, many others. It was kind of a stacked tournament. Zij Wireless went really far in the tournament. Potomon went really far in the tournament. Arceus Aurelius, Nezabethan, Maximilian P. It's crazy. It's yeah. just a crazy, crazy tournament. I mean, yeah, all of these tournaments get pretty stacked these days, especially in NA and, and EU. And, and, yes. and you know, Latin America, I can't, I can't uh, forget them. We just don't get to see them as much. But like the Latin American ones too also get these huge, huge names coming up. 
Um, it's, <laughs> um, and you know, I'll throw Oshiyani in there too. I remember, I think I, I mentioned this at the time, like, uh, when Brisbane happened the you had like pretty much the four big names of Australian PVP all in the top four. And I saw a tweet from Arrow saying, how, how do we have like the, the most hype top four <laughs> in, in play Pokemon this season and it's not being streamed. Yep. That is a problem. <laughs> um, taking a look, though, because we can look back at the stream, and I did watch a little bit of Liverpool. Uh, we can see Nighttime Clasher took on Pablo and Dinas in the winner's finals and swept him 3-0. Moving on to the grand finals, Tomahawk UK coming from started the day in the winner's side of the bracket, losing to Pablo and Dinas, had to beat Statistan, Lurgan Rocket, and then had to beat Pablo and Dinas in a rematch in the Losers Finals to go back up to the Grand Finals. So Nighttime Clash are coming in from the winner side of the bracket. Tomahawk UK did a bracket reset with a 3-2. And then Nighttime Clasher said, no, 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 and swept Tomahawk <laughs> in the bracket reset to claim the championship. Kind of the running joke was um, he just kept saying, like, I have to catch a flight. He missed his flight. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Nighttime Clasher missed his flight, which was... Uh, unfortunate but i hope hopefully was worth it hope being the grand champion of such a stacked tournament 197 players played it's just insane absolutely insane taking a look just really quick some really a couple fun picks i see a guzzlord in the top 16 which we love to see we love to see guzzlord and pelipper do well um, see, I still I do see a Skeledurge. A couple of them made it in there. I see one lonely Metacham. Just one. <laughs> hey guys, remember um, me? Yep. Two Vigoroth. Yeah, uh about two Vigoroth, lots of Annihilate, lots and lots of Annihilate. A couple polyrafts in there as well. Um a Shadow Charizard. Shadow Alolan Sandslash, which has kind of fallen out of favor. People are preferring like Registeel. Um, Skarmory mm. for your steel types now. A couple of Bomba Snows, I think. At least one. Uh, I, th- I do think like Ice type could potentially be good again. We'll have to see. But again, congratulations to Nighttime. Oh, yeah. And of course, there's just about a bajillion Shadow Gligar and Whiskash and Lickitung. We're really looking forward to seeing how you do. Melbourne is February 3rd, 4th. It's this weekend capped at 64 players. So very looking, very much looking forward to seeing how you do. The streamed event is going to be in Knoxville at right around 90 participants. So definitely has shot up in participants in the last week or so. We also know who's going to be casting that event. It is going to be the boys. It is going to be uh, Steven Sanders, Tuo Butter, also known as Tuo Butters, Nick or Alpha Phoebe, Will Dunphy or Speediest Chief 2, and Caleb Pang. So four phenomenal casters. Be sure to check that out. That is going to start around 6.45, 7 a.m. Pacific time on both days, the day one and the day two bracket play. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. See how that tournament is going to go. It's going to be a little bit smaller, but that is okay. After this weekend of Knoxville and Melbourne, we have Dortmund, February 10th to 11th, around 55 trainers. 
Utrecht is at 173 for the first weekend of March. Vancouver, last I saw, it's at the end of March, just has around 17 players. So be sure you start signing up for those. And then in April, we'll have EUIC in London that first weekend, April 5th to the 7th, and Orlando, Florida, April 12th to the 14th. Uh, we also want to announce we did get a new event announced, a special event in Bologna, Italy, announced in June. So we will mm. have a special event in Italy then. I will actually be in Italy at that time. <laughs> Are you going to ditch your family and go to the... You know what? Because that would be phenomenal. F- f- funny that you say it like that, because my family, like, it wasn't even a question for them. It's like, as soon as I went, like, I, I was with them at the time when I was looking at my phone and I was like, oh, Oh, there's a there's a regional just announced in Bologna. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, like, are you gonna <laughs> like? They're they're starting to plan uh, how I'm gonna get there as well. Like, I think we're gonna be in Sicily at the time, and so like my aunt was talking about like, yeah, like I think you'd have to fly into Milan and then catch a train over. But yeah, no, that like it wasn't even a question for them. So awesome. I mean, it would just be so much fun. Do it. You're going to have to yeah. get in early, though, because that's a special event. Those mm-hmm. tend to sell out really fast because the registration is free. Yep, we will do. So with that, it's time to get into the mailbag. Now, with the mailbag this week, we have, look, you guys have answered the call. I'm so proud of you. Um, the mailbag is so nice and full. So even though we did plan on doing a truncated episode, I felt like we had to do like a full three emails from listeners i have pushed up some emails that are more time sensitive so we've got some kind of more recent emails here if you had sent one in earlier than these listeners and we haven't read your email yet don't worry we will get to it i do have it flagged here i have read every email the uh, like as long as we've gotten it as long as it's, it's hit our inbox we will read it out And the first email is coming from Eric, sent it in on January 25th, says, Hi, I'm playing Go Battle League and mostly in the Great League. I've been thinking about weather boosting and the effect it has on PvP IVs. I know IVs are not everything, but I think we can all agree there is a difference between a 15-15-15 and a 0-15-15 Pokemon in the Great League, right? I agree, Eric. There is a difference. In, well, it depends on the Pokemon. Like... (laughs) Like a 15, yeah. 15, 15, you want that for like, I'm trying to think like what's a maxed out hundo, like a Pachirisu. That's going to make a pretty big difference. Let, let me uh, pop it into Matrix Battle here. Here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab Lickitung, which is number one in the Great League. Uh, okay, while well, he's doing that, uh, generally on the show, the species of Pokemon is the very first thing that's important, making sure you have the right Pokemon, and then making sure you have the right move set on that Pokemon. Those are going to be your very most important things. Then after that would be IVs, sometime after, because some matchups are IV dependent. Some matchups do depend on just that little bit of attack stat or defense stat or HP stat. Uh, so it can matter in some situations you know we also will say it doesn't matter until it matters but so generally you can tell a difference um the 0 15 15 is going to be a little bit bulkier generally is going to be able to tank a few more moves um so i had to look at chrysalia instead of lickitung because i forgot that lickitung 
has to be a hundo anyway, or almost a hundo for Great League. So that's kind of a bad example. So I looked at the next ranked Pokemon in Great League, which was Cresselia. Uh, the rank one is 215.13. And then I compared that with the hundo. And there, there are some things that you lose. So you lose Altaria, you lose Frostlass, you lose Pelipper, and you lose Galarian Stunfisk as the hundo. This is with... Uh, Psycho Cut, Grass Knot, and Future Sight. You do better against an opposing Cresselia just because you're winning CMP. And then the other... CAP. CAP. Oh, Charge Attack, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, CAP. Oh, oh, that's... Uh, it's awful. It's, it's awful, be, if, I, if I ever get to be a, a Shoutcaster, that is going to be tough to handle. <laughs> but um, that is five matchups that have been flipped out of a total of 39. So it does make a difference, but as we have pointed out a lot, not a huge one. Yep, and again, it's just some of those really, it's a niche matchup or it's a very specific matchup. Mm. And if you're looking for that very specific matchup, then definitely look for the IVs. But if you're just starting out and you're trying to get a feel for the game, that's the IV should not be the first thing you're worried about. Worry about the Pokemon species and the moves first and then you can you can dig into the iv math later on but moving on with the email eric continues to write but first of all i noticed that niantic lowered the iv floor in the go battle week for rewarded pokemons and battle league why do they not always do that except for legendary encounters everyone who plays battle league would like that i guess then we have weather boosting. Oh boy, it can be so annoying. I mean, it's a good thing that we get more Stardust, but for those who seek optimal PvP IVs, this can be very frustrating, especially on community days. For example, Paldean Wooper with its typing of ground and poison is almost always weather boosted when it's been spawning, at least where I live here in Sweden. I arranged my holiday plans in November just to be able to play the community day to get a good Claude's Ire since I got so hyped about it. Of course it was weather boosted that day. I got my hopes up for December community day instead. Guess what? It was weather boosted that day also. <laughs> I had the same experience, Eric. Yep, the exact same, same experience. Um, Eric continues to write, have you experienced the same thing? I wish there was a feature that you could turn off that turn weather boosting off if you wanted to. And no, I haven't found a good PvP IV making during this current event either because it's cloudy all the time. So I guess my Great League Annihilate build has to wait. The struggle of weather-boosted Pokemon is real when you are a PvP IV nerd like me. Not so sorry for the long either. <laughs> Not sorry for the long email and may the weather be in your favor. Best regards, Eric. Eric, definitely agree. Uh, weather boosting can be really frustrated. I think for Galarian Slowpoke as well, I just could not get one with a low mm -hmm. attack stat but again so for my annihilate i just built the one i had at the time which was a what is it a six eight twelve i think mm -hmm. let me double check so something like that and then six eight thirteen and then i just waited and then i eventually caught a manky that was better uh, a 0, 11, 10, and then I built that later. So for a lot of Pokemon that don't have a heavy resource investment, I thought it was more important to just, hey, I'm going to get used to playing Annihilate. I'm going to use these weeks to kind of get used to it. And then when I find a better one, then I'll build it. Mm. And I did. It took me, took me a little while, but I did find one. 
Yeah, and then and this is also where hoarding can really come into play because like I happened to have mankeys that I had marked out as uh, Great League or Ultra League like primate that or maybe, uh, yeah just Great League primate that uh, ended up being pretty well ranked annihilates as well. So I was able to do that. But thank you, Eric, for the email. The next email comes from Maxitron. This was sent in on the 28th of January. Maxitron says, Hey there, PvP Corner. Icywind Polyrath has been living rent-free in my head for the past week and a half. I can't figure out why a Pokemon with Ice Punch was given Icy Wind as well. It's made it very strong. Made me also wonder what other Pokemon could get some nonsense move update that makes it overwhelming to deal with. Earthquake Skarmory? Aura Sphere Frostlass? Water gun Azumarill? What do you think? Um, I'm trying to like lay out Earthquake Altaria. Earthquake a lot of flyers would be a problem. Bastiodon yeah. with dazzling gleam. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something silly like that. Bastiodon with um Psyshock. Oh god. Or confusion. <laughs> confusion <Grass> bas- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lock on Regigigas. Like it would actually, like I think, genuinely be pretty good with Lock on. Probably. Most things are. And Boom Burst. <laughs> and of course, Boom Burst. Nonsense. But, uh, oh, the, the the one that gets brought up as a meme constantly is Counter Chansey. Oh yes, that would have been that would be terrible. That would yeah. be actively very very bad. Just literally beats the entire Great League meta. <laughs> put that evil back in the box. No, thank you. <laughs> it can't be put back in. It's out. It's out there. Um, that, that, that'll be the surprise on Com Day. Like, ah, oh, surprise. Chansey's also getting counter. I'm shaking my head. No. <laughs> Max Tron continues. My final thought on this woefully short email is about the Hisui Cup. I think it's a shame that the Hisui starters can't naturally participate in this cup, and Decidueye hasn't even emerged from the Primordial Glade to even think about kicking down the competition. It's otherwise a fun cup. Triple Axel Frostlass goes brr. I'm sure that Frostlass high in the meta makes DeFi happy. Good luck yes. out there, and may you win the Switch Advantage. Maxitron 2010. Thank you, Maxitron. And yes, I played, like I mentioned earlier, I played Frostlass a bunch in Hisui Cup, and then I conformed to the meta, and I brought the Empoleon and the Gliscor and the Cresselia. But I had some fun for a while when it was working with Frostlass and Lopunny both on my team. It was glorious. It was glorious <laughs> for a little while until I started doing really poorly. And yeah, about the Hisui starters, I actually had to think about that one, because I'm like, why wouldn't they be able to... And it's because... The uh, Samurott and Typhlosion both have not been made available at Great League level. They've both been available through raid days, meaning that they have not been available under the 1500 CP cap. Decidueye is, of course, a different story. Decidueye uh, had the community day, so that can be used, but apparently has not been particularly common. Yep, the only Hisuian Pokemon in Hisui Cup are Sneasler and Overquill. That's really it. That's pretty wild. Yeah. What about uh, Electrode? Oh, yep, I see it now. Because um, when you type in Hisui, there we go, Hisuian. I needed to do the whole thing. Uh-huh. So it's Quillfish. Hi, I figured it out. So Quillfish, Electrode, the Samurott, Typhlosion, 
Sneasel, Growlithe, and Arcanine. And how many of those are actually relevant? Quillfish. <laughs> Maybe right. the Electrode. You could make an argument for the Electrode. All right, so that's Maxitron's email. Thank you, Maxitron. The last one today will be coming from Hawk Ozzy, who sent this in on the 29th of January. He says, hey, it's Hawk Ozzy again with more questions. Firstly, to answer the first part from the 11th of January episode, one of the major things Pokemon related that I do, especially on a Monday after a Pokemon regional week, is putting the results in the Pokemon Liquipedia for all three disciplines. Stephi, have you have you gone to Liquipedia at all? I have, I have gone on Liquipedia. It's, I I did not know this was a thing. And so when I discovered Liquipedia, like I I did discover it before this email, but um, when I first discovered it was a thing, like I saw there was a profile on me on the page and it was like, oh yeah, he's won this much money (laughs) playing. And like he's, he's, uh, you know, played in these regionals and, and this world championship. And this was the place he came in, in, each of them, I'm like, whoa, like, where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah, for me, I discovered it from casting because yep. there are casting pages, like the casters have their own pages. So. Yeah, right. Oh, cool. And so, and like, it has a bit of a description as well, doesn't it? Like, like DeFi is a shoutcaster in the play Pokemon. Yes, Stephanie, yeah. DeFi 250 Christine is an American Pokemon Go commentator and content creator. And it has all of the regionals. That yeah, it's like I... having your own Wikipedia page, isn't it? Yeah. It's, just, um, it's crazy. I don't have any for me, me as a player. Um, oh, really? But it's, yeah. But it's kind of cool because it has um, all my official tournaments, but it also lists like the 2022 Silk Road Championship um, as well from 2023. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it lists those as well. So it's kind of cool to just see like, oh, yeah, these are all the ones I've done. And it shows all the other people who have cast, like it shows like who my casting partners are. Yeah, Mm. it's fun. It's kind of cool. That's how I discovered it. It's a really cool, like finding out one of the contributors for for that. That's awesome. So Hawk Ozzy continues. Anyway, the question for today, do you have any Pokemon plushies that you have in your possession? For me, I have attached a photo to this email, but for the listeners, the plushies that I do have is Vaporeon, Espeon, Glaceon, Score Bunny, Lugia, Terra. Oh, how do you pronounce this? Terrapagos. Terrapagos, yeah. <laughs> yep, and Marwal. Terrapagos yeah. is a very adorable turtle. Ah. Anyway, I hope to do well in Melbourne, but by the time you read this, it probably would be done with. Hopefully, me getting at least one win from the Marwal that can't terrestrialize. Horgozzi. So I have a lot of Pokemon plushies because <laughs> um, I bought all the ones from Worlds in Japan. So I have like I'm looking I have a whole wall behind me. So I have the the Worlds Lapras with a Pikachu sailor on it. I have the ramen eating Pikachu, the Spurgatito with the mochi, the Fuecoco with the sushi, the Quaxley with the tea. Um, I've got some of the the Pikachus that are like exclusive that have little outfits that you can only get in certain places. Anna and Hoff Hoffman brought me the Pikachu, the world's Pikachu and the world's Roserade from London. I've got some other miscellaneous ones like a Grookey and um, a Score Bunny and a Jigglypuff and an Umbreon and of course Baneary and Lopunny and a bunch of Eevees. I just kind of have a little collection of Eevees. 
Uh, and then a Tatsugiri I picked up in Japan as well because I couldn't go to Japan and not leave with like the sushi Pokemon. <laughs> so yeah. I have a Tatsu. So I have a lot. I have a lot of plushies. Yeah. I have uh, two signed cards for by the artist of Benirian Lopunny. Like I've just got some cool stuff. A Frostlass, a Mudkip. Female Combi, Vespaquin. Yeah, There's wow. a lot back there. That, I, want, I, I want to know how much of Pokemon's income is plushies. Because, like, I think, um, like, merchandise is their biggest source of income, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, merchandise, like, including, like, the cards. The, I'm not sure games. about that. I, I remember like, seeing, like, a chart at some point. Um, and I can't remember if cards were their own like section on the chart or whether it was just all included under merchandise. Um, Cause yeah, the cards would be like, like Buku bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing like, a, a, again, like I don't know the news source, but I'm seeing a headline that says the Pokemon company made 11.6 billion in licensed goods in 2022. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that all include. What is a licensed good? Like, what does that all include? Does that include mm. the games? Does that include it could include like a, a, a store putting a Pikachu sign in front of, in, like at their at their window front or something. Like they might have to pay Pokemon for that privilege, or, or like Niantic might have to pay would well does have to pay like a fee to be able to run Pokemon in its game. So like that might fall under licensing as well. So the following table summarizes. This is again. I don't know if this is. I don't I don't know this news source, uh-huh. but I'm seeing the following table summarizes the sales of Pokemon franchise, including video games, media 2023. So for video games, for all the video games. Thirty billion is that billion with a B millions would be here. This is the millions place. So, yeah, 30 billion with a B and then other media and merchandise is like one hundred twenty eight billion. Are those real numbers? <laughs> that's, that's more than some countries. <laughs> yeah, so 128 billion with a B. So licensed merchandise is its own category, and that's 102 million. And then the Pokemon trading card game is 21 billion, and that's its own line item. That's so crazy. Manga, films, anime series all get their own line item. But yeah, licensed merchandise. So that's got to be... The plushes, that's got to be t-shirts, all of that. Anything on the PokemonCenter.com. And like, I always think about the the stories of these uh, these things that become huge. Like, I, I always think about the things that we, that never saw the light of day that could have been this big. And I always think about the things that almost weren't, like almost didn't see the light of day that do become, like uh, the story goes that, during development of the first Pokemon video game, like Pokemon Red and Blue, there was a point where Game Freak lost all of their data and almost scrapped the project. And it took like several weeks to try and recover it all. <laughs> and if they hadn't, then we would just like Pokemon would never have existed. <laughs> and now it's making like a trillion dollars a year. Yeah, it is. I can't even like picture numbers that big. Yeah. Like they're hard. Like at once you get to a certain number, the human brain, it's like hard to visualize mm-hmm. how much money that is. But yeah. it is a absolutely insane amount of money. 
So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> That's gonna be what I think about tonight as I drift off to sleep. Cause we I feel like we slowed down a bit with the mailbag, but I think we can still get this episode in under an hour because Fish, I know you want to get ready for Melbourne mm. uh this weekend. So we'll gonna leave. Do them scrims. Yep, gotta do them scrims. So uh, just, just we'll... quick, I wanna just uh throw in my my quick answer for for Hawkeye's question. My plushies that I own, I, I have a, a very adorable Pikachu. With like this the the most like excited look on its face it's uh it's very cute and i have a charizard that i bought in japan i was like oh, i'm here i can't <laughs> leave without a plushie um and i was gonna like a, a it's a it's a trend for people I, actually i don't know if people still do it but um it was a trend for a while at least of uh, players bringing plushies on stage at oh, people do and, that, yeah. Yeah, they still do it. Okay, so um, I was asking people, like, hmm, like holding up the two Pokemon, like, really, really cute Pikachu or kind of cute but also a little bit badass Charizard. <laughs> and um, uh, most people tended towards the, the Pikachu. And also uh, the Marwile that Hawkeye mentioned, I actually did bring that on stage in Melbourne for OCIC, he, uh, he he gave that to me and was like, "I'm trying to get as many people to bring it on stage with them as possible." So <laughs> that, that Marwell has appeared on a stream. Amazing. So with that, thank you, Hawk Ozzy. So with that, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or for Fish, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or a physical mail to the GoCast P.O. Box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and for the P.O. Box address. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And don't forget to have a listen to the other two shows in the feed. If you want to hear about the news, the events... Uh, all of that day-to-day stuff, the news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go, be sure to check out the main show, the GoCast podcast. There is also the newest addition to the family, and that is Star Piece, where Chris and Lachlan recently interviewed Ian Waterfall of the Incensed podcast. And with that, we'll see you for hopefully a little bit more of a slowed-down slowed down episode next week. Bye! Bye! Bye!